when I was a very young analyst, I had this post-it on my computer, change is opportunity. And the change is not always the change you would wish for, but but the opportunity is is always there. You know, it's, it's your job to find it. This is Money Conscious from Millstone Evans Group. I'm your host, Sasha Millstone. Join me as we discuss investing, financial planning, and life. Visit us at millstoneevansgroup.com and thanks for joining us. In part two, my guest, Catherine Collins, head of sustainable investment management at Putnam Investments and one of the most fascinating thinkers in the investment world today, shares her thoughts about how to manage this year's volatile markets, including how to manage one's own emotions. Having been through a number of difficult markets during my career, I know the stress is real, and I am especially focused during times like this on communicating with you all. That's one reason I started this podcast, to bring you the best possible information from proven sources during challenging times. Now, on to episode two. I thought we could spend a little time since the markets are not that great right now and everybody's very focused on it. You've been in the industry a long time. You've been managing money a long time. You've been doing research for a long time. So I'm sure our listeners would be very interested in hearing your perspective. When you are in the middle of a market like we are today, how are you thinking? It's a big question in a tumultuous time. So there are a few different layers I think here that might be helpful. Sasha, you already alluded to one of them, which is I sometimes underestimate how helpful it is to have lived experience across a wide range of market environments. It's one thing to do thoughtful historical research, and that's definitely very, very important. But we all know the data on the page tells one part of the story. It doesn't always line up with how it actually felt and what was really happening around the data if you were there to see it firsthand. And so being able to share some of that experience with not just our sustainable investment team, but with the broader team at Putnam has been really additive. Being able to draw on other people's experience, again, has been very additive. I'll give a quick example there just to bring it to life. Many, many professional investors with very long tenures at this point have never managed money in a period of inflation that was anything beyond nominal in the United States. But a lot of folks have lived experience in in living through those periods, if not managing money in those periods. I'm definitely one of those people. And a lot of our colleagues have experience in managing money in lots of other parts of the world that have had persistent inflationary environments. So to, to broaden the aperture a little bit and try to learn from things where we do have some precedent is really key. The second piece of the puzzle, though, that follows directly from that is to not get too wedded in the presumption that this time looks like any time before. And so this is simultaneously fascinating and also a little bit frustrating. But every time we run into a rocky period, it's helpful to be able to analyze what does look the same and, and kind of rhyme with things that, that have happened before and what looks really different that we might want to you know have baked into our assumptions. So this might sound a little bit quaint, but we, we have like a, a physical mapping exercise where we draw stuff on paper and there's something very tangible about doing that. It helps a lot 
for our team to have the thematic frameworks that we referenced earlier, right? We already have done a lot of work looking at longer term secular developments, both in terms of risks and in terms of opportunities. So to weave those into the overall picture is really key as well. And then finally, I'll note, it, it's never pleasant to go through a period like this, but I every time it happens, there comes a point when fundamental analysis is priceless. And I think we are at that point now. You know, if you look at any group of stocks that's down 20% or 50% or 80%, I guarantee you that within that group of stocks, there is a group that deserve to be down even more. (laughs) And there is a group that deserve to be down way less than they are. And if you really are willing to roll up your sleeves and do that fundamental work and understand the underlying business models, potential for profitability, cash flow, how that all links to current valuation, woo. It's a fascinating time. So I do think we're at that time now. I, I don't wish for it. It's a lot easier when everything is just up and to the right. But in terms of the value of that fundamental discernment, I think we're there right now. And, and having for our team this added dimension of, of the fundamental importance of key sustainability issues, I feel like gives us even another leg to kind of support that, that research work. So when you're doing that research, you're finding some very intriguing investment possibilities I'm hearing from you. Definitely. Now, the the part that's a little bit frustrating is you you, you never know when the rest of the world is going to agree with you. Even if you're right, you never really know the timing. And so it is still a little bit unsettling. Again, it's it's a terrific time, though, to have so much cumulative experience on our team and so much support from our risk function and our trading function. So, you know, even if you have the best idea in the world, it probably doesn't deserve to be 50% of your portfolio, right? So to, to, again, have some discernment in terms of the decision-making, the technical portfolio construction that goes along with those fundamental insights is, is really key. I'd love to hear a little bit about how you handle your emotions during times like this, because I think that for many people, that's the hardest part. It's really not possible, I think, to go through declining markets and not feel fear. You will feel it. So how do we manage that? What kinds of questions should we be asking ourselves? You know, sometimes I describe my studies at Divinity School as a master's degree in fear, which I've learned some people don't like. But, it, you know, it gets to this essential question, right? What what are we trying to do all day, every day, just living on our planet? We're trying to navigate a world that we don't actually control. It's inherently kind of scary, even in the very best of circumstances. And when the circumstances are not the very best, like, whoa. So there are a number of vectors, I think, that we can attend to that really help in times like this. One vector, it sounds really old fashioned, but I have come to appreciate it more and more the older I get, which is just supporting your foundational well-being, you know, trying to sleep, trying to drink some water, trying to get some exercise, not isolating from friends and family in a little bubble of Bloomberg screens and nothing else for days on end. These are all really healthy things. We know it. We don't always do what we know. So that foundational is one thing that's really key. This longer term time horizon, not not just for me and my lived experience, but inherently a longer term investment horizon is definitely very helpful. So that's that's a big plus. And then the last piece I would want to touch on is everyone at Putnam before I joined the team kept telling me how great the culture was. And, you know, I've been in Boston my whole career. I know a lot of people on the team here at Putnam and have for decades. I thought I had a really good handle on the culture, but you never really know the culture of a team until you're on the team. And one thing that is really remarkable here is that there is a true sense of camaraderie. So 
you know, we've had some amazing performance periods. We've had some tougher performance periods during the the five years that that our team has been here at Putnam and many folks have, have been here for a couple of decades. It's really unique to feel a sense of equanimity and support within the broader organization. To be in a setting where people aren't glaring at you when you bring something up at morning meeting and the stock is down or where your CIO isn't asking you threatening questions every day that you underperform, you know, where it's kind of the opposite. You know, folks are asking how they can help, trying to stay creative, trying to stay curious, trying to stay kind of even keeled. That sounds like such a subtle thing, but having worked in a number of different environments now over the years, I, I cannot emphasize enough how helpful that is in making sound long-term decisions and not amplifying that sense of fear and scarcity that almost always leads to, to very poor decisions. That's the thing. We have to keep a clear mind and do things that calm our emotions so that we can make good decisions. Because during a difficult market, good decisions are going to lead to very good outcomes. It's just a matter of being able to be patient. Yeah. And, and again, it's, it's, it's easier said than done. I, I, I will say the one prescription I have almost regardless of the source of stress, is get outside. Both my divinity studies and, and my personal experience and my biomimicry studies point to this, but you don't, you don't need any studies, right? It's almost guaranteed if you're facing some kind of vexing problem, you take a 10-minute walk or a three-hour hike, and it's almost always better. At the very least, you've gotten some, some air and some exposure to something that is you know, not red and green flashing signals on a screen, and those are, those are good ingredients. I love that. Well, I'm going to ask you one other question because it's on everybody's mind, which is, what are the companies that you're talking to thinking about the question of whether we'll be in a recession or not? And how much does that matter right now? It's a good question, and it coincides with a very active time of year. So We've all been in this virtual environment or hybrid environment for a pretty extended period of time. Finally, these last few months, we're back into more of a full-fledged connectivity. And so we've had a real chance to test that question with a giant range of companies in the last few months. A couple observations there. One is there's very mixed real-time evidence on the recession front, and and there should be. There kind of always is, right? You, You don't know it till you know it. And once you know it, it's already happened. And so that pattern is not unusual. What's more interesting to me and what I think will prove to be more valuable from a research perspective is asking the next couple layers of questions like, hey, what what are the indicators you are watching? Depending on what those indicators show, you know, walk me through the decision tree, right? Like what are the most logical things to adjust early? What are the things you really don't want to touch? Where are the areas where you're most exposed? Do you think you have any blind spots? And so as we walk through that and link it you know, to our fundamental understanding of the company, we tend to come up with a much more granular way to think about potential paths forward. And it's a really interesting range right now. A lot of companies, for example, we mentioned inflation earlier, a lot of companies didn't exist the last time that we had inflation. A lot of companies do not have dozens and dozens of people managing their supplier network. It's just all worked and it's been fine and now they're kind of scrambling. Whereas some of their peers who may have looked inefficient a year or two ago because they kept more of those functions in-house all of a sudden look really smart because they have a, a really big advantage. And so it's at that layer that we tend to find the more helpful, more insightful things. The inflation yes or no layer on any given day, you get a real mix of inputs, but the 
what if layer that links to the, the company specifics tends to be unusually helpful. Well, as I said at the outset, the way that you think about all of these matters is, I think, very unique. At the same time, I know that portfolio managers across the board are asking similar questions about the investments, and they have been, and they are making those decisions. What's in? What's out? What do we want to buy more of? Hey, this is something really exciting to add. There's a lot going on, and it will lead to success. It's just a matter of waiting for the difficult time to change. Yeah, it's such a key point to end on. I think, you know, when I was a very young analyst, I had this post-it on my computer. Change is opportunity, and the change is not always the change you would wish for, but, but the opportunity is, is always there. You know, it's, it's your job to find it. Well, thank you so much for your time, Catherine. Is there anything else that you would like to add or say, or do you have any words of wisdom that you'd like to share? You know, I I think we've touched on some of the key points. The idea that sustainability is strategy at this point and not something separate is really key. And we've talked a lot about this current environment. And again, we we would never wish for the tumult and and the suffering that is, is being caused. But at the same time, when things are changing, it is a real chance to combine all of this understanding of granular business models, of market trends, of of bigger term secular trends in the world, and to see what new opportunities are arising for the long term. So it's a fascinating, fascinating time. And I I think for folks who are willing to do that work and willing to see it through, it's, it's a time that will prove to have a lot of opportunity. I hope you enjoyed part two of this two-part episode with Catherine. Here are three takeaways. Try to stay curious. Try to be patient. Try to stay even keeled. These sound like such subtle things, but I don't think we can emphasize enough how helpful these qualities are to making sound long-term decisions. Do your best to avoid amplifying that sense of fear and scarcity that can often lead to poor decision-making. When you are feeling stressed about the markets, take a break. Get outside and away from your computer screen and iPhone. It's remarkable how much a 10-minute walk or a one-hour hike, if you have time, does calm you down. If you have any questions about the market or your investments, don't wonder in silence. Set up a time to talk with me. Better to have a discussion than to worry alone. Remember that crisis equals opportunity, and there are simple strategies to use this time to your advantage. I'm here and happy to answer your questions and help you navigate through this period. Thanks for listening to Money Conscious. Visit us at millstoneevansgroup.com. You can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, I'm Sasha Millstone. Sasha Millstone is the president and an investment advisor with the Millstone Evans Group, a registered investment advisor located in Colorado. All opinions expressed by Sasha and her podcast guests on this show are their own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of the Millstone Evans Group. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. 
Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for any individual. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from a qualified tax, legal, or investment advisor to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.